My name is Nathan. My name is Tate. And I'm Elena, and we're doing a podcast on the book Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. The theme that we chose to discuss for this book was rebellion. So one question I had about rebellion was why do some people immediately react to rebellion in a negative way when they don't consider the reasons behind the person rebelling? Like you see on page 63 when Mildred just immediately was like afraid when she learned that um, Montag was hiding books. Well, I feel like people sometimes are so used to the way that things already are that they don't want to accept change. Um, Especially in this book, I know that they are taught to not think about what they're being told. They're not not supposed to have opinions on much of anything. And also, they're not allowed to even be exposed to opinions with things like books being banned. Yeah. In what other ways do you think they're being, like, their thoughts are being suppressed? Well, they're not allowed to write books, first of all. They're not allowed to express their opinions through writing. And like Clarice said, I don't know what page it was on, but she said that she likes to walk around in subways and listen to people talk. And she realized that people don't talk about much of anything, just um, surface light chatter that doesn't mean anything. And I think it was interesting how they depicted Clarice as someone who, like, was kind of the embodiment of, like, rebellion against, like, the society they lived yeah. in. But she went against, like, everything that society stood for. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting, too, because the way she acted, it was almost as, like, she was trying to live in a different world at the same time because the way she was acting was completely different from everybody else. And then also about, like, suppressing feelings. They don't really have, like, freedom of speech. They don't really have many rights. Like, you don't see somebody stand up and say, I rebel against this, I want books back, books should not be illegal, like, in our world, you could do that. People are quiet, they're afraid. Mm -hmm. Then also, um, Nathan, I was wondering, uh, what do you mean, what do you think, um, Montag's wife means when they say they want a fourth, uh, TV on the wall? Well, she wants to be, like, completely surrounded by, like, this fake world of, like, television and the family that's not even real. <laughs> Almost like and, like, she just, she just wants to live, like, the life that she wants to live without facing the realities of the world she lives. I'm just wants, like, constant entertainment. I'm pretty sure, doesn't she, she uses those, like, seashell things, right? Where yeah, it's like earbuds. It's like earbuds. Airpods. <laughs> Airpods, yeah. But they're, like, more like VR. Like, even during the test, it showed the question and it said, what do seashells do in the description of seashells? You put them in and it almost is like it focuses your mind somewhere else so that it feels like you're in an alternate reality. Kind of like in the one movie, um, Ready Player One, mm-hmm. The Oasis, or just like actual virtual reality. She wants to be completely surrounded. So like when she's talking about like the neighbors, the families, and the stuff, she's only talking about how because it feels like she's living inside the she, she doesn't, doesn't want to be living in the real world. She wants to be living in, like, oh, a fancy world. In the beginning, uh, Montag's wife, she overdosed on some, like, some sort of pill. Sleeping pills. Uh, what, what did they describe as the machines they were using? Cause I, I like snakes. Got, I got yeah, snakes confused. that, like, went into her and, like, like sucked out all like, her blood. Someone yeah. remotely controlled them. Yeah. Like, pulled it out. And so, like, I was, I questioned potato, I guess. 
does that show that even Mildred is considered rebelling, rebelling, seeing as she committed suicide, and she seems happy with society, but was she maybe trying to say, this is kind of messed up? Like, boy, She's she like a sort of rebellion. It's almost like she has like two personalities. There's been a couple times in the book where she's acted like she was part of a rebellion, but then there's also been a part where she's like completely against everything, and like, it's just really strange. So... This book lies in a dystopian era, and usually when you imagine dystopian areas, you think of, like, flying cars, like, crazy buildings and stuff, and just crazy gadgets and stuff, but does this world, does this story feel like the future, does it feel like just some sort of, like, weird world? It feels like what the future could potentially be if things go wrong. And... Kind of going back to the main topic of rebellion, another one of the questions I had prepared before the discussion was, um, can sometimes, can rebellion teach us new things and make us reconsider viewpoints? Like when they're talking about, hey, we're going to read these books that we have hidden and we're going to actually consider what they say and like think about the world in a different way. Can rebellion allow you to see things differently? Yeah. Yes, it can, because going at... <laughs> Going to, um, like, the American Revolution, where we became a country of our own, everyone was so used to being controlled by someone else, and they weren't allowed to think differently than what their king told them. But then a few people started sharing their opinions. They were allowed to think differently. It was about taxes. Well, yeah, but, like, they weren't allowed to go against the king. But then, like, a few people started rebelling. And the other people realized that they didn't have to live with those taxes that the king made them pay or whatever. So, um, and that created a nation that's, like, very rich and prosperous. So, you're talking about rebellion in the past. Does rebellion have a place in today's society? Yes, (laughs) because, I mean, like, not everybody accepts people for who they are. Like, Like, there's a lot of people who, like, they're a lot different, they act different, they see things differently. Some people don't accept them, but in a way that's also a form of rebellion. And then there's also the people, like for instance, there was a rebellion like during July that like never really happened where like people said they were gonna raid Area 51. <laughs> I mean like in a way that's like a rebellion because nobody ever thought, everybody thought Area 51 was just like a joke, but in reality, it was actually true, and people were like, I want to see what this is. I want to rebel against, like, the government policies are not good. So one of my questions I, pre- I prepared before the podcast was for a way that I said, uh, on page 65, there was one quote that I thought that I thought was very interesting that, like, I mean, it made sense considering they are talking about books, but then, like, I'm also confused. Uh, here's a quote. It says, here now, said Montag, Montag, we'll start over again at the beginning, and, and, um, so, Lana, what do you think that quote means by just starting over at the beginning? Just going back to before, or, like, just trying to go back to before, like, society became what it was, and they want to, like, read the books and just see what things were like. Start on a blank page allow people to have their own opinions and not have a pre-programmed idea of what how the world should be. So, um, on page 20, 
we learn that Clarice sees a psychiatrist for, because she's so different from everybody else. Uh, how do you think that makes Clarice a rebel against the social norms? Because people are, like, the psychiatrists are probably trying to tell her, don't be like this, because that's not who you should be. But in reality, that just makes her want more to be different. So Clarice and, is our blank page. Yeah, and what did you think about Clarice's character all throughout the first part of the book? I honestly took a liking to her immediately because she was a lot different than everyone else. Um, she <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna cut that out. But um, she she wonders about things. She thinks about the why instead of just the how. She she likes to walk around in nature, which is something that is illegal. Yeah, not really. Being a pedestrian. Oh, true. But it's not something that other people in that society think about. They don't. They just don't take time to appreciate things. Exactly. Um. So, on page twenty-eight, one of my questions I prepared before the podcast. Uh, one of the questions I prepared was, so I saw, so there's a lot of different quotes and words in this book that have a deeper meaning, like symbolism, or like a word. Seems just normal, but like it has a really deeper meaning. So on here, on page 38, they're talking. Um, I think it's Montag that's talking about how like about museums. We know Clarice was talking about museums, and our uncle told her like stuff about it. And she said to Montag, "Have you ever been to a museum? All abstract. That's all there is now." And it made me really think that like everything in society in society there and a lot of things here are all the same. Everybody's always, I mean like it shows abstract does mean different, but like everybody's the same and different in a way. No one's yeah. making art grounded in what's actually happening in this world. Mm -hmm. They're just like, they're not actually facing the realities of the situation. Like, for instance, like Montag on, um, Montag on page uh, 30, he said he was sitting there around with all the guys at the table, and he said they're all mirror images of himself, which is saying like Everyone's they same. act different, like they're all the same. They act the same too. And mm -hmm. um, going to like the story elements, have you found any humor in the book at all? <laughs> I found not really. Yeah, so that kind I found of, none in this book is can. That shows that shows like the Clarice. society they live in though. Mine yeah. Other than the one person who rebels, yeah. no one ever even thinks about things like that. The society reminds me of like it reminds me of like after like a or like during a war where it's just like sad times and no one's like trying to be like, oh dude, this is so funny. You gotta talk. You gotta listen to this. Like everybody's sad and like depressed. And that's how it basically is, like, every day in Montag's, it's, nothing's funny, nothing's cool, there's nothing good about his world, except for everything's the same. And I don't know if there's anything that can change that. So would you say that Montag is a rebel? Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. Just the hiding books and showing that, like, he has considered different ideas, like, earlier in the book when Clarice, like, asked him if he was happy and, like, rubbed the dandelion under his chin and stuff. And that, like, when she asked if he was happy, it truly made him reconsider, like, his place in life. And just that, like, 
thinking of different ideas shows that he is a rebel from society where usually everyone just like doesn't even stop to think about things right. and just keeps going all the time. I think that he is a rebel um, because you said he he actually considered the question with, that Clarice asked him if he was really happy. And I think that a normal person in this society would just automatically say, of course I'm happy, why wouldn't I be? But he did say that at first. Yeah, and then but he, really he, thought about he it. thought about it deeper and he became a rebel. Honestly, when I was taking the test, there was a couple questions that really made me think, like, um, when Clarice died, Montag was sad, but, like, he didn't really show feelings. He was, like, sad inside. But to be honest, I feel like Montag is starting to, like, take consideration of what Clarice said about how society is and, like, what she does. And I feel like he's starting to act like her because there's nothing for him to do in his world. His, his day basically repeats himself. He wakes up, goes there, comes home. His wife is sitting in the room, and he does a couple things, and then he goes to bed. That's how it is every day for him. So he's honestly just looking for a new way to, like, experience fun stuff. Why do you believe Clarice was the thing that started his rebellion? Or, like, why is Clarice the thing that started his rebellion, except for the hiding of the books? When it could have started from anything, like at any time, but Clarice is what really because started she, that. I think she was so different from everybody else. She she talked to people whenever usually people didn't talk to each other when they're walking by, and she brought up things that Montag had never heard of before, like shaking a tree or walking around in public or standing in subways and listening to people. And then he started to think about like what she felt and what she saw in the world, and he started to. I don't remember if we did, but did we, discuss, did we discuss the theme statement for this? Yeah, Rebellion was our theme statement. That's not a theme statement. It's a topic. Well, not, yeah, our theme topic, but we do need... We need a theme statement? Honestly, I think that... Not on the rubric. The theme from the list. So, I was reading... Uh, there's been, like, a lot of figurative language that doesn't make sense, but also, like, seems to make sense in some sort of weird way. Like, they were talking about how the fires on page, um, on page 30, they were talking about the fires, Montag and his buddies, and he was thinking inside of his head about how, like, the smoke rose in Thunderheads of Black Smoke. What do you believe that means? Is it, do you think it ties into anything? Just not them. really. It just kind of shows what the fire is like. Relevant. <laughs> Do you think people in their society know about like how life was before, or no. do you think they're not just really. like made up lies? If and you remember, and some people just want to hide the truth from everybody else. If you remember, the fire captain was at one point talking about how Benjamin Franklin was the first fireman, and we <laughs> obviously know this isn't true, yeah. but it shows like the government will edit history yeah. and make people believe what they want them to believe. Honestly. A lot of the stuff there, they see from back then, they they look at it from a different perspective. Benjamin Franklin did make the first fire station. Did he really? Yeah, but like, and he was the first fireman. But like, when they said fireman, they thought they meant they burn houses down. Yeah. But he actually like But like, them. they really save them. And they, they've taken the perspective of things and flipped it around. And not realize that they're completely... And no one even knows that firemen used to protect people and not burn their boats. So another way I think that Montag is a rebel 
is because the social norm is to not really have deep connections with other people. Like when Mildred overdosed, these strangers came into the house to like, like take her blood work and then re and then put someone else's in there, and like they don't even know those people. And um, and they're saving. And Mildred and Montag don't really love each other. Um, they just know each other. They yeah, they just they know, know each other. They they um don't really care about each other the way that you'd expect in modern day. Honestly, taking off with your amazing, like, thingy right there, um, um, Montag and his wife really don't love each other. It's almost like they were set up to be, like, married, but, like, they can't do anything about it. And one thing they... That in the book that shows they don't even love each other, except they can't even remember the first time they met. met yeah. My parents they remember the first time they met every single day, and like they could tell me like I could come up and ask them when did you guys meet, and they would tell me right away, and they know like from just burned into their memory. But it's different here. Like it's almost like she's forgotten but never tried to think about it again. I think that Montag is a rebel because because he he actually wants a deep relationship with his wife and he um he wants he wants to have some at least partial love between them. He wants to care about her, but he knows that he doesn't. Yeah, and on page thirty nine, um Montag was thinking about how Mildred just kept on talking, but none of what she said actually had meaning. Yeah. And that was very interesting to me that like People in this world still, like, live day-to-day lives talking and all that, but all that stuff they do doesn't actually have meaning, and nothing in their society has meaning. It just is there. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, considering that whenever she's talking, he just, like, zones out and doesn't even understand what she's saying. Mm-hmm. All right, that was our po- podcast on tape. I'm Nathan. And I'm Elena. See you later. Thank you for listening.